and welcome to Love Thy Lawyer, where we talk to real lawyers about their lives in and out of the practice of law, how they got to be lawyers, and what their experience has been. I'm Lewis Goodman, the host of the show, and yes, I'm a lawyer. Nobody's perfect. Today we're very happy to welcome to Love Thy Lawyer, Lynn Gorelick. She's an attorney who's been practicing in Hayward for quite some time, and she comes from a legal family. Not only do I know her, but I knew her dad before her, who was a very well-respected lawyer in Alameda County. His name was Al Gorelick. Lynn, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Lou. So, Lynn, where are you from originally? I uh, was born in uh, San Francisco, but we lived in Petaluma. My mom wanted her kids to be able to say they were born in San Francisco, so she drove from she didn't drive, I guess my dad did, drove from Petaluma to San Francisco. But I lived in Petaluma for my um, early years. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, where did you go to high school, in Petaluma? No, actually, we moved um, We were moved quite a bit for uh, a period of time. My dad decided that he wanted to go to law school, and he was working during the day for State Farm Insurance and had to go to night law school. He was working for State Farm in Hayward, so we actually moved to Hayward first. And then from Hayward, um, we moved to San Francisco and then to Oakland. And I went to Oakland High. I went to to Oakland High when it was the Pink Palace. And how was that experience for you going to high school in Oakland? Well, I went to junior high and high high school in Oakland, and I I absolutely loved it. Um, It was a a great experience. There was a lot of enthusiasm. Um, I met people there that are still friends. Uh, today, very good friends today. And um, I I really enjoyed the very, very urban experience there. And you graduated at some point from Oakland High School and went to college, I take it. I did. I went to Cal. What was that experience like? Uh, Cal was great. Cal was a lot of fun. Um, I didn't move far from home. (laughs) So um, I knew the area very well. And um, I found the, the um, experience at Cal, extraordinarily dynamic. Um, I got uh, hooked into the anthropology department, uh, which was sort of a far cry from where I thought I was going to be. I had the good fortune of having a professor whose name was um, Professor Heiser, who had been a graduate student when Professor Krober had in- first encountered Ishii. So for those of us who uh, don't really know, who exactly is Ishii? Um, Ishii was a Native American who was allegedly the last living Native American um, living in his natural environment. Um, He had no exposure to anyone but people from his own tribe and culture until, and he ended up being the last member of his tribe and he was living Um, on his native land. And he was, um, people came upon him and were curious about him and um, sort of took him from where he was. (laughs) Which is where? um, It was like in the central part of the state. I don't remember exactly where. Central part of the state of California. Yes. And, um, you know, and then there are all these funny pictures of him, like in a suit and a funny hat and, (laughs) looking pretty yeah, sad. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere I remember this, but I, I 
you know, I don't really know about it. Yeah. And, and also, you know, anthropology is something that I, I never really quite understood what the subject matter is. What, what is anthropology? Well, it's really just the study of, of people and their experiences in a very, very broad way. Um, one of the most, there were two very fascinating classes that I took. Um, there was a, there was one guy and I can't remember his name now, but everybody knew him, but he basically did the history of the joke (laughs) and he was wonderful. Um, and then there was a woman, um, named Margaret and I can't remember her last name who did medical anthropology and she was from Australia and she had done a lot of work and research in the Aboriginal community. Uh, her work was also very, very fascinating and interesting. So it, it just it just opened my eyes to lots of other people's experiences um, and gave me a lot of, um, hopefully, empathy and respect for people's differences. When did you start thinking about going to law school? You know, um, I, I always had a bit of a flair for the dramatic. <laughs> and... <laughs> And it was either going to be the stage or a courtroom. So <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I did a lot of high school drama and I did a little bit of Cal, um, but it became very clear to me that that was not my calling. And um, I come from a family of people who were always involved in politics and change. And um, it seemed like a good place to, for me to land. So when you decided you were going to go to law school, what did your dad think about that? Oh, he thought it was a fabulous idea. He loved it. He loved it. And, you know, it's, my dad is a lawyer. My uncle is a lawyer. My brother is a lawyer. My cousin is a lawyer. Um, we're kind of lousy with lawyers um, these days. <laughs> but um, but my dad, you know, my father was an inspiration. I mean, you know him. You knew him. And, and um, I just loved um, watching him in trial or even just watching him doing a calendar. And it was, it just, it just fascinated me. He was interesting. He was, there was always something going on. He he was an actor and he was convincing and he was compelling. And I certainly can't live up to his level of, of expertise, but I've tried. Where where did you go to law school? I went to Hastings. And what was that experience like? I went to Hastings too. I really liked it there. Really? I hated it. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. Um, See, I thought Hastings was just like high school. I used to call it Hastings High School. You know, you had a locker in the basement, you had your books there, and you kind of went home and came there. It was just a little impersonal for me. It was so Uh big Uh um, that sometimes I felt a little bit lost. Um, I see. And so that's what I didn't like about it. And we also had some some interesting sort of political stuff going on when I was there um, that I found somewhat distasteful. <laughs> so that's probably my bias. But I got a good education there. Well, clearly you're a lawyer, so they got you enough to get you through the bar, I take it. Yes, they did. <laughs> that's true. And what was your first job in the, uh, in the legal profession? When I was in law school, I was a law clerk in the public defender's office in Alameda County. And when I graduated from law school, I went to work with my dad. I worked with my dad till he passed away, and um, I'm still uh, running that practice. Yeah, I remember when you first came into the Alameda County system. I think I was in the district attorney's office in Fremont, and I think that's where I first ran into you. 
I think so too. I remember that. I think I had a client who um, first told me he wanted to go to trial and then told me he was afraid to go to trial. And as I recall, he and his friend were both wearing the same sweatshirt <laughs> when they were arrested, when he was arrested. And I think there was an identity issue, but he, um, he finally, uh, he, he, he just didn't have the, uh, didn't have the wherewithal to sit through a few days of trial. Probably he didn't want to have to listen to me for three days. Oh, I don't think he, he, he knew you or had any expectations. Maybe he didn't want to sit and listen to me for three days. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, obviously, you've been doing this for a long time, so there must be something that you kind of like about being a lawyer. Yeah, I, I, I love being a lawyer. Um, I, Why? I, huh, I sort of feel um, like it's my way of um, doing good in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel, especially as, as many years as I've been practicing, I just had a phone conversation before you and I got onto this conversation from a public defender in um, Sonoma County who called me with some sort of obscure DMV kinds of questions. And I answered them for her. Um, right now in my practice, I love my practice. I like my clients. I really do like my clients. I have clients who still send me flowers on my birthday and drop. I have one client who's been clean and sober for many years. And every single year on January 1st, he sends me a fax. We sold the fax machine that says still clean and sober. Thanks to you. Oh, that's great. Um, it's very rewarding. I'm big on um, continuing education. Um, I'm big on um, sharing what I know. Um, being a lawyer allows me to do that. When you do criminal defense, nobody come. I always say nobody come. You don't come to see me because you want to. I'm like the dentist. You know, you're coming to see me because you have to. And I'm sorry about that, but I'll try and make it as painless as I can. So, you know, I like I like helping people. I know that sounds very very simple, but you know that that's from the heart. You mentioned that you're interested in continuing education and sharing information, and I know you're very involved. Uh, lawyers' organizations dealing with driving under the influence and continuing legal education for attorneys who practice in that area. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your work with uh, those organizations and your uh, continuing education programs. Sure, absolutely. Personally, um, I, um, I, when I was younger, I was always afraid of science. And I think it's because I come from a generation where girls really weren't supposed to be good at it or or be a part of that. I know that your wife is, you know, the model for people, women of my generation who who fought that <laughs> glass ceiling. Once I once I realized that I could learn, um, especially there's a lot of science in DUI. Once I once I realized I could learn about the machines and about the science, about the math, um, and I wasn't going to get a grade, it felt so much better. <laughs> I could just absorb it and learn it. And I think that right. it's, it's worked right. to my clients' benefits. Um, so in terms of continuing education, I don't know how many hours of continuing education I go to every year. It's probably three or four times what we're supposed to be doing just because I enjoy it. I not only en- I always get something from every conference that I go to, something, always. Um, I well, you've have, done a lot of teaching too, haven't you? I have done a lot of teaching. 
the most recent teaching that I did um, was at um, Harvard Law School. The National College of DUI Defense does a summer program at, at um, they rent out Harvard Law School. I did a presentation about opening arguments. And I did something that was like completely out of the box. I did a first person opening, which is a little tricky if you're not a lawyer. First person opening, basically, you almost are guaranteed that you're going to have to put your client on the stand if you do a first person opening. It was a, a, a an interesting technique. Um, and the other thing that I did was I worked with the breakout groups where we had fact patterns and we had maybe six people in a group and that changed every hour, a different group would come in and we would work with them um, on technique. And I, I have to tell you, I not only um, do I just really enjoy my colleagues, but there was a guy there that I really got something from. One of the things that, that you always have a hard time with, at least at least I've always had a hard time with, is just nerves, um, even as long as I've been doing this. This young guy from somewhere on the East Coast said, he said, uh, uh, my, name is, um, my name is Charles, and I'm a nervous wreck, and um, I want to talk about, about voir dire. And he said, I want to talk with you a little bit about, oh, well, let's, let's, let's see. It's, it's kind of like speed dating, guys. It's, it's, we only have a couple minutes to get to know each other. <laughs> So if there's something that you think I need to know, will you just tell me? Um, you know, like if you hate, you hate broccoli, tell me you hate broccoli. You know, if you, it was just, it was just a charming, um, charming approach to something that I'd been doing for a lot of time um, in a very, very different way. Interesting. So I, um, I love hearing everyone's different ideas and different techniques. I love hearing about their courts. There are a lot of people that I meet that don't have jury trials. They're just talking to a judge all the time. Can't imagine that. Uh, it, it, that teaching experience has, has been um, very, has been more than rewarding. And I always bring something back from that. Is there anything that you really don't like about practicing law? Um, sometimes I don't like the hours that I put in. I'm kind of a, a micromanager I don't like anybody doing anything that I don't haven't had my hand on. I need to look at things, <laughs> so I don't I don't use a lot of you know people to do writing and stuff for me. Um, so I my my kids used to say, "Mom, we don't want to be lawyers because you work too much," <laughs> and neither of them ever have any 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 interest in going to law school. So, well, aside from your kids. Would you recommend it to a young person who is thinking about it as a career choice? Well, I actually have a niece right now who's going to McGeorge. Oh. And um, she's extraordinarily bright. She she was one of those kids that you hated in law school because she got she ruined the curve. In several of her classes, she got 100% on her wow. exams. She's a very, very bright bright young woman and she she's on law review she's i mean she's just she's a, a real go-getter um but she and did is, she talk to you before she went to law she school did. To yeah you? she did she did yeah um she's working on working with a land trust that deals with water rights issues hmm, and so you know she's taking it in a very very different direction than i did but it was she it, again. She was someone who I knew could do some good and make some change, and 
she's she's going to do it. She's she's going to she's going to make some changes in the world. That's great. How has actually practicing law met or differed from your expectations? You know, I I think that one of the things that that you and I are both fortunate about is um, that practicing in Alameda County is collegial. Yeah. And, you know, I go, I used to go all over the place and now I just do Alameda and Contra Costa County. I enjoy the collegial spirit of the practice of law. We don't have to agree about everything, but we can certainly have a conversation about it. And, um, and I like the people and I like the social aspect of it. And I like seeing my friends (laughs) and debating things and, just knowing that if I need help, somebody's going to be there. Um, have, have you noticed that since this whole coronavirus thing has been going around that you kind of miss seeing everybody at court? I absolutely. But, you know, I've been doing those remote, um, those virtual court things recently. Yeah. And I can't tell you how happy I am to see the little squares with my friends in them. <laughs> On the Zoom calls, um, and we've been—I've been doing some fun things with them, um, but uh, but I do miss the social part of it. And I, you know, and I like the judges too, and I like the staff in the courtroom, the clerks. Everybody's always yeah. been so nice to me. Yeah, I, I agree. Tell me about a case or a situation that went really well for you. I had a client who had a very serious licensing issues that she was arrested for a DUI. There was an accident and a test. And um, if she had been convicted, she probably, she would have some very, very serious difficulties with her licensing there. I realized that she had a very rare um, medical condition that could affect the testing. I set the case for trial and I was ready for trial. We ended up getting a resolution that allowed her to maintain her licensing. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It feels really good when you can do something for someone you really feel is deserving. She's such a nice woman. I mean, she's someone who would be a friend of mine, you know? I mean, she's a really, really nice, wonderful woman. What about mentors? Have you uh, had any people who you've really looked up to or you've considered your mentors as you've gone through the system? I mean, obviously your dad, but anyone besides that? Uh, Do you remember Bob Braverman? Sure. Bob was wonderful. Um, and he was what? really, he was really, he was just, he was just kind and smart. Yeah. <laughs> kind and very, very smart. You know, Judge Farewell. Oh, reminded God, yes. me Every day yeah. to be kind. Every day he reminded me to be kind. What would it be that you might like to change? Um, I, I would just like to see everybody... Um, be as passionate as they can, but I think people need to take a breath sometimes. You know, people need to be mindful as well as passionate. Well, Lynn, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I really appreciate your coming on Love Thy Lawyer, and I think we've had a really fun conversation, and I'll look forward to seeing you back in court. Thank you, Lou. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for inviting me. Take care. Thank you for joining us today on Love Thy Lawyer. Special thanks to Lynn Gorelick, Joel Katz for music, Brian Matheson for technical support, and Tracy Harvey. Please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. I'm Lewis Goodman.
my husband loves to watch like Law and Order and those shows, and they just irritate me. <laughs> 